Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger. Today, we're chatting with my friends, Joe and Julia Define. They are Legends members and uh, they're killing it. They started with textbooks. So he just wanted to make some extra money and had some textbooks laying around. And so he sold uh, textbooks, then uh, just decided that wasn't the best business model to scale because it's just kind of hard to do that all by yourself if you want to scale that business. Um, so then he moved over into doing retail arbitrage, clearance deals, even some replens early on before we started talking about replens. And now they have an awesome business that allowed Joe to quit his counseling job. Super proud of them. And they have an awesome story of consistency and prayer. They said those are the two keys, consistency and prayer that have allowed them to build their business to where it is now. By the way, guys, if you want to jump in the Legends group with Joe and Julia, you can get a trial for 30 days for a dollar amzlegends.com forward slash dollar amzlegends.com forward slash dollar love to have you join us um one key thing that they said and it's so true no matter what you do join a community get in a community like legends or somewhere else where you can be a part of something beyond yourself it's hard to do this as julia said uh, don't be an island uh you can't do it um you can do it to a point but there's comes a point when you need to help support of other people and being in a group of like-minded people that are all doing this together it'll just be a game changer for your business so we'd love to have you join our community we think it's one of the best ones out there for e-commerce sellers to grow and we'd love to have you join our legends family as we call it so here is my interview with joe and julia Joe and Julia, welcome to Streams of Income. Thanks for doing this. Hey, with me. thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> so excited to chat with you. You guys have an awesome story, and I want to hear more of it. So, um, just take me back to how did you guys get started in this business? Or you can go back further if you want. Any? Are you've always been entrepreneurial, or what? Well, yeah, actually, when I was a kid, I can remember selling baseball cards uh-huh. in middle school. Okay. Um, just like as I was waiting for my my mom to come pick me up from school, I'd be showing the other kids my baseball cards and then I started selling them. Oh my gosh. And so I can remember one day getting into my mom's car and just throwing <laughs> a bunch of cash on the dashboard. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, where'd you get that? I said, I've been selling my baseball cards. Oh my and gosh. so I could go back to the baseball card shop and buy more. And it was my, the beginning of my journey in flipping. Wow. Did you use like the Beckett baseball guide to figure out how much things are <laughs> worth and all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that brings me back. Yeah, oh my Beckett. gosh. And uh, yeah, that the, all the cards, which I think are back in. in they vogue. are. Are you back into it at all? I'm not. No, yeah. I've totally fallen off. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing now, but apparently people are making a bunch of money with the Pokemon and I know and all those cards. So good for them. I know. Fun. Exactly. Got to focus on what I'm good at, but yeah. <laughs> very cool. So what, what was after the baseball cards? Did you, um, did you do anything else entrepreneurial after that? Yeah, I did that for a while and uh, kind of stopped doing that. And I, you know, I mowed lawns and, yeah. and things like that. But um, we got married about ten years ago, okay, almost. And yeah. right after we were married, um, we were kind of reorganizing the house and found some old textbooks because you know we were. I guess she had just I'd taken a few years classes. back. Yeah, she had yeah. taken classes and. I was going through my getting my master's degree. And so we were just trying to get those out of the way. So 
on a whim, I just decided to list them on Amazon. Okay. Um, I'm not really sure why, but I'm glad I did. <laughs> so, and they sold right away. Oh my gosh. So after that, um, I started looking on Craigslist to find more because uh-huh. we live in a college town. So, you know, there's yes. people at that time, they were posting their, their used textbooks on Craigslist. Um, so I would message them and then I was messaging, messaging a bunch of people and setting up like pickup times and, yeah. you know, going to pick up the books and flipping those. And then I started traveling out of town and going to bigger cities and gosh, and doing it that way. So that's kind of how it started. My goodness. So you yeah. started with, when you were listing those textbooks, was it like, I just need to make some extra cash or I want these out of the house? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, our house is getting a little cluttered, so we wanted yeah. them out, but uh, the cash was definitely, you know. Did you, when you fun. did that, did you have any thoughts? Ooh, this could actually, if these sell, I could actually turn this into a business. I honestly, yeah. I really did. It was really yeah. just kind of a side hustle. Yeah. So it, I had no intentions at that time because I, I was, like I said, I was um, in school getting a master's degree in counseling. So I really mm-hmm. had my eye on becoming a counselor at that time. Yeah. Um, so it was really just for extra money and yeah. being in school, you know, I, I had like part-time jobs, so I really sure. wasn't making a whole lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. Julia had been working full time, but mm-hmm. you know, you could always use extra money. So yeah. it was and definitely, I was going to say, needed. we, you know, we, we came into the marriage with both of us having made poor financial decisions and, <laughs> you know, we had some debt to get rid of and, um, and that kind of thing. And so we were, you know, we were both kind of hustling, doing side things. And, you know, I was working full time and, mm-hmm. um, you know, while he was finishing his master's, he ended up working, I mean, pretty full time. Um, yeah. but then also doing the side hustle. And I mean, so, you know, you kind of mentioned at the beginning, like, have we always been entrepreneurial and, and really, I really feel like we have been, yeah. um, you know, I've always had, you know, if I've, if I'm not working full time, I've always had, um, you know, a couple of things on the side going and, mm-hmm. um, I just, I kind of feel like we've always come from the mentality of, you know, not having all of our eggs in one basket. We've always kind hey. of appreciated having several streams of, yes. of income. And, um, you know, we're, we're just now getting to the point now where we're fo- focusing exclusively on Amazon and, yeah. you know, we still have some, a couple of other side things going on. So, sure. um, yeah, kind of, all of the above. We've, That's awesome. So it started with textbooks. Started yeah. with textbooks. Yep. Yeah. Do you feel, still feel like if somebody wanted to get, I know a lot of people start with, with books and textbooks, especially, do you feel, still feel like there's an opportunity there for the new person starting out? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I'm not sure about Craigslist. I really haven't checked yeah. Craigslist in a while. Facebook Marketplace really, might be a good place to yeah. find. Yeah. If I was starting today, Facebook Marketplace would probably be where I'd start. Yeah. Um, especially for textbooks. And then also going to Goodwill or, um, you know, Salvation Army, whatever, there's savers, there's a bunch of, of places like that, where you can go and find textbooks for a buck or two. Love it. Okay, so walk me through, let's say I'm starting out, and you're training me how to get started on Amazon, and I want to get started with textbooks. Give me just like some pointers on where I'd find them, how much I should pay for them, what kind of titles I'm looking for. Um, yeah. Because there's people listening to this, guys that aren't at your level, they're just starting out, or maybe thinking, Maybe I want to start an Amazon business and that sounds like something I could do. So I like presenting some very low hanging fruit type opportunities. And this sounds like one of them um, because I know a lot of people got their start with books. So what's, what's the best, what would we, if we were always going to come out to Virginia with you and hang out, where would, what would we be doing? Well, first I'd say, check your house. 
Because okay, yeah. most people have them just laying around. It doesn't even yeah. have to be textbooks. It can be any kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that goes with anything else. If you want to start selling on Amazon, depending on what you're allowed to sell when you first open an account now, mm-hmm. just scan anything in your house, you know, whether it be like canned goods or, or yeah. you know, books or whatever. Um, but for books, I would say definitely look at textbooks because those seem to have the most profit potential. Um, the best margins. I mean, you'll pay a couple bucks. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't been in a Goodwill in a long time, but right. when I was going to Goodwill, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, it was, I think they were charging like $2 for a hardback mm-hmm. and then $1 for a paperback. Okay. So when you're looking for textbook or when you're looking for books, look for the textbooks and also nonfiction. Yes. Nonfiction yeah. were always better to look for. You want it's to stay away like from the, the not like the Tom Clancy novels or anything. No, like that. no. Anything that's they mass marketed is yeah. not really a good option. So something like how to how to fish in the Rocky Mountains with yeah. a bear or something like, right. you know, like <laughs> something very niche. Something I think would it be something you pick up and like who in the world would ever read this one? That's yeah. a book yeah. to get. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it may be things that don't sell immediately, right. but you know, if you keep them up there long enough, they'll sell. And, and you can do the same on eBay. You know, you put stuff up on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that, like Joe mentioned, it can just be stuff around your house, you know, um, right. you know, ladies, if you have a, a designer purse in your, your closet that you haven't, you know, used in years, you know, yes. put it up on eBay, just, just start listing, um, you know, and, and gain some traction and, um, a lot of it comes just from doing and learning as you go. And so um, just find the random stuff around your house you're not using anymore and, and put it up on eBay and, and get yes. going, you know, it's Absolutely. not, it's not, don't overcomplicate it. In other words, because we did that for far too long. Yeah. Yeah. It's just about getting started. It is. When you build momentum and, you know, that's when it starts to to get bigger and bigger and you feel more comfortable oh, and make sure. mistakes. You know, it's, it's okay to, I made so many mistakes, oh, yeah, we I still mean, do. Still do, but yeah, <laughs> but beginning, yeah, we're perfect. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We've got it all figured out. Yeah. No big deal. Of course. That's why you're on the podcast. These are, exactly. we only interview people that have got it all figured out. Right. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So on the textbooks, like, um, for give us some examples, like buying it for a dollar or $2. And I know you're not, you mean some of them sell for hundreds possibly, but what's oh, yeah. a, what's a normal one that you like, a, almost, like every day you can get, you know, $10, 15, 20, 30. What do you think? I, yeah, I would say so. Like the ones you find at Goodwill, you'll, you're probably looking at, you know, 30 to $50 range that mm-hmm. you'll, um, for the profit you'll get. I know there was a time when I was, I would actually look for textbooks on eBay also. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were selling them for pretty cheap so I could find a $20 mm-hmm. textbook. And there were so many textbooks where I found between $20 and $40 and I turn around and sell them for $150 to $200. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's, I don't know how common that is now. I'm sure it's not much different, but yeah. um, you know, you're, you're looking at at least, you know, four or five, six times what you spend. Yeah. Incredible. And I was going to just suggest too, don't get caught up in, um, I mean, I know that, you know, obviously addition and year are are relevant and a lot of specific, you know, a lot of professors or college courses will give a specific recommendation for a book, but a lot of people will buy the previous versions too, because it might just be, you know, small little errors or grammatical things or, you know, different updates, but overall the, the meat is the same. Yeah. Um, you know, so especially for things like things that don't change like anatomy and, right. you know, I don't know, other things like that, that right. math. Yeah. You know, right. things that aren't, aren't changing year to year. Right. Um, 
don't, you know, <laughs> don't hesitate to try to sell the older versions. Cause there's yeah. usually always somebody looking for a deal. Love it. Wow. Okay. So textbooks, what'd you do after textbooks and how'd you, what's that process of like, <laughs> I'm doing textbooks, I'm making money. And like, what was the point where you're like, I need to do something different or how did you introduce new inventory? Well, as I went on, I kind of found that I really enjoyed it and uh-huh. it's something I really like to do and I did want to grow it. So uh-huh. it's, it's difficult to scale with that model. Yeah. So it's good to start out, especially if you're just trying to make, you know, just a couple of bucks on the side that that's great. You know, that'll be a, you can do that forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to scale, I needed something that was a little bit more, yeah, I had to broaden my, my category. Yeah, because you so, literally had to like go meet a student or go or just, yeah. You, yeah. And how I, much you can do with that model. And it's very exactly. seasonal, right? Because you yes, have, seasonal. you know, you have two semesters a year. And so people are buying textbooks twice a year, essentially. Yes. So it's just, you know, you got to have something a little bit more steady, a little bit more dependable. Right year. Right. And there was an opportunity. I, I probably could have, you know, set up a tent and did a book buyback and gone right. on campus, you know, and, and sure. got more, more quantity doing it that way. But it really wasn't something I wanted to do. Right. Um, so I started exploring a little bit for, you know, what can I do as far as expanding this and, and growing it? And I, I have a, a family friend who recommended um, the Proven Amazon course. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Jim Cockrum. So, um, so I, I ended up signing up for that and I watched a couple videos and it was, since I had already been doing it, it it really, it clicked right away. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I really think anyone who does that, it it clicks pretty quickly because it's very well put together and, um, it's, 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 um, you know, it's easy to understand and I think you can start off right off the bat. So once I started that, then I started to explore more. So I went to target Okay. And ended up finding some stuff on the clearance rack. And, you know, it was like this um, home brewing kit, like uh-huh. a Budweiser home brewing kit or uh-huh. something like that. And so I bought 10 of them and, and sent them into FBA and they sold. So, wow. Yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it started was, textbooks it was cool. and then clearance. How long did you do the, did the clearance thing? Clearance I did. I did, I did for a couple of years. Um, uh-huh. But I did mix in a little bit of the, the replens models. Okay. So at the time wasn't, you know, a thing, but I had found right. some things that um, just randomly that I could buy and then continue to, to go back and, and rebuy after they sell. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of a mix of, of clearance and the replens model at the time. Mm. That was like 2015-ish, okay. 2015, 2016. So it kept pretty steady. I did that for, for quite a while. And, and it just, you know, it got to a point where I graduated and I got my master's degree and I started out, you know, doing counseling. And so um, once I started out with the job, I I kind of just, I kept it as a side hustle. Sure. So I continued to do that, which is great. I mean, it was perfect for me because, Mm -hmm. you know, I go to work and then afterwards I can go and and shop and Mm -hmm. I mean, we were cruising for yeah. a few years, just doing that on the side. And it was great. It was yeah. Yeah. The, the cool thing was it was just, it was such good timing for us uh-huh. and it was so needed, you know, at the time, because as a counselor, you're not making hardly any money. Mm-hmm. So it was, it's, you know, you're not going to get rich being a counselor. That's not why anyone does it, but <laughs> right, right. you know, it, it's just, you need a side income with, with being in that kind of job. So yeah. Um, and it also in the time, I, I mean, I had lost 
my corporate job mm. twice in the same year and Gosh, we had a little yeah. baby and um you know we just a lot we, of life events a lot of life events yeah. and um i mean really you know we it it really was amazon that um kind of kept us above water and yeah. um wow. you know helped get us out of debt and um you know just kind of building the life that that we love so love it. yeah was it just kind of steady during that time you just kind of you weren't really growing it any but you it was meeting your paying your paying some bills and yeah exactly yeah Perfect. yeah and yeah. we had done the dave ramsey course so uh -huh. we went through that and we were trying to pay off some debt and um and so that was perfect for that mm -hmm. situation because wow. we were able to get out of debt so yeah, yeah we're really thankful for it you remember approximately what you're what you might have been profiting per month during those years where you're just kind of coasting yeah so throughout those years there's like i don't know i guess four years where i was going anywhere between I was usually between 100 and 150,000 per year in sales. In sales. Uh -huh. Yeah. So I was doing probably 8 to 12, you know, just depending on the year. Uh -huh. Um and that was very doable. I wasn't working but maybe I don't know, 10, 15 Not hours much. a week. I mean, it really wasn't much. I got very I, I was fortunate because I was able to find some replans where they just you know, I just ordered them OA, you know, online and then they sent them to me and I packed them up and Oh and gosh. shipped them in and you know they stayed profitable that whole time so i wow. i kind of coasted but it yeah. was perfect for our situation and we've we've often joked that we really ought to write the ceo of that company and just tell them thank you for, <laughs> yes. for keeping us afloat for so long because you know it was just it was a steady replan and um you know it's it's uh -huh. funny there was because like 10 variations of it yeah. and it would just uh -huh. i mean i had other stuff that i was selling too but sure. that was like of the, yeah. yeah. And I it's funny, it. you know, my family would give them a hard time, you know, when they see them. Um, cause you know, it, to the outsider, it doesn't, you, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. You're selling that, you know, that kind of thing. But it, you know, we were kind of the ones laughing all the way to the bank because, yes. you know, we're the, I'll, I don't, it, it worked for us and it's, gosh. it's really built the business that we have now. So wow. and I'll, I'll sell whatever. I don't really, right. I don't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Listen, he, he's the one filling up a cart with, uh, you know, tampons and hair <laughs> hair dye yep. in the same run. And <laughs> yep. And the, the clerks look at you funny. I'm like, are, I'm like, are you ever self conscious about you know the things that are in your cart? And he's like, jokes on them. You know, I'm I'm the one making profit over here, so they can laugh exactly. at me all they want. And yeah, you get so. over it pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What are um any? I don't without giving away like sources or brands or anything. Any tips for people? Like I always tell people, look for regional stores. Like mm -hmm. if you're doing retail arbitrage, I mean, of course, anybody can walk into a Walmart, but that means also anybody can walk into a Walmart. Meaning it's more competitive there. Not that you can't find good products there. We our people in our community do all the time. But yeah. um, any tips on just some of those um, you know, local stores or things that any. And, and you know that you would give somebody to think about to stay away from the bigger box stores not not to not go in there but you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um definitely like you said regional stores i've really been trying to focus on more regional stores because of that you know because mm -hmm. um i have a lot of stuff that i get from walmart and target and you know cbs and that sort of thing but the regional stores tend to have higher profit margins on yeah. on the items and there's usually in those stores you can find variations of just you know regular products that that you wouldn't be able to find in the the big box stores right so that's you know that's the thing and and um also their private labels the private yes. labels of the regional stores of the regional stores yeah, yeah. 
um, because a lot of those are different than the ones you're going to find in your Walmart, your Target, your whatever. And people are still buying that stuff online. You know, they're still, yeah. it's still just as desirable as the big box private labels, but um, harder to find. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. when I talk to new, newer sellers, they are like, it's just, I think it's mostly a confidence issue um, that they feel like they have a hard time finding products. So walk, if I was with you right now and we walked into a regional store and there's thousands of products right in front of us, like, how do you even decide where to start, where to start looking, what aisle to go down? Because that can be so crazy overwhelming. Yeah. Um, give me some tips on if you were, you were coaching a new seller right there with you and you were taking them through what are, what's your thought process in, in looking for products? In that case, I would probably say just what, what are you drawn to? Like, what is it? Is there a certain section that you're drawn to for whatever reason? Is it the most interesting, you know, did you play sports and you yeah. want to go over and look at the, you know, the baseball, you know, the, the mitts uh -huh. and all that stuff. Yeah. That's, I'd probably say to just do that, you know, start there. And then honestly, just, just go to the top left of the shelf and just, just start looking. I mean, it's, yeah. it's really just a process where, you know, you, you just have to start and it does, it's, it's very overwhelming. I totally yeah. get it. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I, especially if I go into a new store that I haven't really sourced before. Yeah. It's, it's like, Whoa, what, yeah, what, what do you I do there? Okay. So let's say you come to, you, you guys were just in Texas a few weeks ago for our legends family reunion. Um, I don't know if you did any sourcing here or not, but let's say I dumped you into a new store you've never been in. Where are you going to start? Hmm. Probably, like I just said, I would, I would pick something that I'm, I'm semi-familiar with okay. and then just and go to that section and then just start looking and seeing mm -hmm. what catches my eye. Um, but most likely, I'd, I'd probably just just start. I mean, I just yeah. grab something and just, just go. It's, it's a momentum thing. I mean, yeah. just like with starting selling, once you get started and you start to see some success, then you, mm -hmm. you, you know, momentum builds and then you're, you're finding things because you're, mm -hmm. you're looking through everything. I mean, you really have to go through everything pretty diligently, yeah. um, but it works, you know, you'll find things if you're, if you're diligent about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I would say. I, it doesn't, it's, <laughs> I wish there was like a, a magic answer where, oh, sure. like, but know, there's not, but there's not, it really <laughs> right. it does. It takes some work. And the good thing is, is once you start, you'll, you'll start to, you'll start to see patterns. So you'll start to notice like, oh, I've seen this in every single store I go to. So probably it's, you know, it's, it's derivative, easy it's easy it's, to find. Right. So yeah. probably this isn't very profitable and that's not always the case. Right. But um, seeing those things that pop out at you, you know, if you go to Walmart and you kind of know a certain section and then you go to a, a regional store and you see the same stuff, but all of a sudden there's different variations that you yes. didn't see at Walmart. That different flavors, different scents, different, you yeah. know, whatever, mm -hmm. different so, packaging. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And your eye will catch that stuff and then you'll, you'll yes. know a little bit more, you know, how to pinpoint and see what you want to yeah. see. Do you source in the grocery category right now? I do. Yeah. So if you go to Texas, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, um, I was also going to suggest um, going to the place that you like, think about your last online order. You mm -hmm. know, what did you just buy or what did you just search for? Yes. Go to that section of the store because, you know, people are obviously buying that stuff. And so, right. you know, anything that you're going to buy online, there's going to be other people buying online. So, um, you know, if there's only a specific shampoo that you can only find online, go, go find it in the store and start selling that online. Um, right. so, you know, that's just another way to kind of 
focus in on the store. You know, if you go to this big, huge, massive store, that's brand new, mm-hmm. um, just start with the section that, that you are buying online. Right. Absolutely. That's great advice. And I was, I also tell people like, you know, if you came to, since you source in grocery, if you came to our Texas grocery store, you're mm-hmm. probably going to see a lot of the same things you find in Virginia, but then you're also going to, the brands that you've never heard of before, those right. are going to pop out at you. Like I've never heard of that salsa or that hot sauce or whatever right. it is. That's right. You're yeah. going to want to scan those because that means that's very likely something that's only available maybe in our region. And that's, right. that's a great thing to look for. And I tell folks, if you, you know, I'm from Indiana originally lived in Texas, 13 years, I can go into a grocery store and I know that there's, I know products that I cannot find in Indiana just because I lived there for so long. So that's a good thing. Like look for things that I know that I cannot get back in the Midwest or brands that I miss that were in the Midwest that I can't get here. Um, and just, you know, those are just think about those types of brands. Um, yeah, right. we have a few, of, we have a few local brands like that, even just, I mean, yeah. truly local that, yeah. you know, I end up um, every time I visit my cousin in Charlotte, North Carolina, I bring her some of it because they yeah. don't have any down there, you know? Wow. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's an idea. We should, <laughs> we should be selling that stuff on Amazon. You should at least try um, and see if it's there. Yeah. yeah. See if it's on there. Yeah, yeah. For sure. oh I actually wanted to go see an HEB while uh-huh. I was there. I didn't get yeah. to, but I, I heard that's like a kind of a the cult favorite. It is. You know what? There's only like one in the whole Metroplex, I think maybe two uh-huh. and they're not anywhere near me personally, but they have a, we have a central market, which is the upper scale, I guess, version of HEB. And that's, that's really close um, that, mm-hmm. from where, where our conference was, is basically mm-hmm. just you know, a mile or so, but um yeah, they have HEB brands there. And that's why I tell folks, yeah. like, for example, like um, even thinking through, like we have Whataburgers here in Texas mm-hmm. and they sell their condiments at the local central market. Mm-hmm. And so I bet you can't walk into your grocery store and find Whataburger ketchup or right. mustard. Um, right. But what do you have there that is a local right. fast food chain? Maybe they sell their condiments. Steak and Shake mm-hmm. sells their condiments. Yeah. Uh, and so- I sold Chick-fil-A uh, mm-hmm. sauce for a long time. Before, yeah. Now they have them in stores, but before they didn't have it in the store, but you could go to Chick-fil-A and buy them like oh at gosh. the counter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We did that for a while until it. Yeah. But yeah, Alaska doesn't have Chick-fil-A. So they're going to pay a lot of money to get some they don't, Chick-fil-A. They don't have Chick-fil-A no. in Alaska? Oh no. my gosh. I have friends that are in Alaska and I would, I would literally mail them Chick-fil-A sauce because they didn't have Chick-fil-A up there. <laughs> That's how I got the idea. <laughs> yes. So stuff that's like that. Too, great. Like, kind of Ask your friends. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah I didn't know great. that. I didn't know Alaska didn't have a Chick-fil-A. That's oh, yeah. a great tip. Ask people that live away from you. What do you, yep. what do you have? What are some local brands to you? And just start typing those brand names in. Yep. Or what awesome. do you miss from where you used to live or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned. Right. Wow. Wow. So what's your, I mean, you're doing mostly your retail arbitrage right now. Yeah. So as of right now, I'm, I'm going to get through Q4. I'm doing yeah. pretty much, I don't know, it's like 80, 20, maybe uh-huh. with um, retail arbitrage and then online. Um, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm almost at a point now I need to get some shoppers, but um, okay. I'd like to, I'm actually working with a local brand mm-hmm. um, and I'm wholesaling it right now, but um, it's kind of going naturally more into the brand management. I love um, it sector so yeah so it's that, i'd like to do a lot of that too because there's a lot of great local brands right yes. um and a couple of them are on amazon so i'm you know mm-hmm. reach out to them and hopefully do that a little bit more yeah. of that how'd you find them 
Just a, they're a local um, provider that, you know, the family's used for years. Okay. So it, it was just a really, it's really natural, you know, it was a really natural um, mm-hmm. introduction, I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing is, you know, if there's local brands or, you know, local mm-hmm. merchants and, you know, they sell things and they could yeah. use some help selling them online, that's a great way to go about it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just mom and pop shops or, mm-hmm. yes. you know, maybe, maybe people that have zero desire to sell online, but you know, that they could, you know, really flourish from doing so. I mean, yeah. why not, you know, go talk to the the local hardware store, go talk to the, you know, the mom and pop shops, the local boutiques, like whoever yeah. it is that you could, you know, build a relationship with and, and help get their product out there. Mm. Yeah. Who they doesn't want to sell more products, yeah. right? They do. They do need it. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of companies, little companies like that, that are trying. They got there. You can see their stuff on Amazon, but they have horrible listings. Whereas mm-hmm. you could come along in them and say, "Hey, you know, look, I know you're trying, and I've been on selling on Amazon for X number of years." And guys, even if I'm talking about guys, everybody in the listening in the audience, even if you've only been, you know, part of Legends or proven Amazon course for a little while, you've only sold on Amazon for a little while. You are an expert to these people and can provide right. a valuable service. And even I bet there's an opportunity for somebody who's like you know, I don't even, I don't feel like I want to manage their account, but I'm good at really talking to people. I bet that I could go out and find companies and just feed them to you guys <laughs> and you, and you work with them and maybe give me a cut of the commission. There's probably even that type of uh, arrangement right. that could be made. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're even partnering with a, um, a friend of ours that um, really has an eye for, you know, um, antique type things and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but he has zero desire um, or know how for, you know, for selling online. And so we're partnering yeah. with him. Um, Love it. Yeah. An, his family owns an auction house. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah. Partnering with him for things that he sees that comes across, you know, when it comes across his table, he said, Oh, this is wow. worth money, but you know, and then he hands them to us and we handle the sale and nice. And so yeah, yeah. that's so there's all sorts of opportunity for things like that. Yeah. There is. yeah. That's more of an eBay thing, but it's sure. it's all the same, you know. If, sure. if you can partner with local people, and you know, he I have no idea about antiques or any of that kind of thing. He knows all about it, but he doesn't want to do anything online. So he's yeah. like, "You sell it, I'll tell you what it is and how much it's worth, and then just throw wow. it." Wow. So yeah, and then we split it. So yeah, it's that's a wow. cool little arrangement. That could be a little mini course right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> partnering true. up with auction house owners and providing yeah. that service. That's a good idea. Yeah. He gets so much stuff. I mean, it's yeah. just like when you go into the, to their warehouse or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just stuff piles and they need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and some of that stuff it's, they get it. And the, whoever the, the owner was before, either they don't want it mm-hmm. or if it didn't sell and they're just like, keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they need to get rid of it somehow. Yeah. So he could either throw it away yeah. or we just put it up on eBay and see if it sells. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Man. I yeah. love it. Okay. So back to your journey when you were, um, you were a counselor, what was the point where you, you were coasting? So where, where did you decide like, Oh, let's, let's not coast anymore. Let's build this up. Yeah. So it was really when the pandemic started. Mm. Um, I mean, a little bit before 2019 is really when I started to think, you know, there's gotta be something more. There's to this. gotta be something yeah. more. Um, counseling is, is tough. It's a tough, yeah. it's a tough business. I have a heart for it, but it, doing it full time is just it it wears you down, and I have sure. total respect for anybody who can do that full time because it's it, yeah. I mean it's tough. Mm. Um, so I'd still like to keep that in my life, but I really I love this. You know, yeah. I love I love 
flipping. I just, I just love it. It's, yeah. it's fun. You know, I can't, I mean, this is what I want to do. You know, yeah. I really want to, our why is to have flexibility, um, you know, with our time and our relationships and, um, and, you know, we want to be able to travel when we want to, we want to be able to be home with the kids. Um, it's just, it's really important to us. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. something that, you know, I think that this could, could help us, you know, accomplish. Yeah. Um, so 2019 is when I started to think that way. And then when the pandemic started, I just business exploded. I mean, I was still working full time at that time. So I was getting up at, you know, four 30 yeah. waking up. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, cause I was still doing everything myself at that time. So I was mm-hmm. fulfilling merchant fulfilled orders. I was, Whoa. you know, trying to scale by getting more product. And then I was doing all the shipping to Amazon myself. Uh-huh. So I was working from like, you know, yeah. early in the morning till late at night and and doing that pretty much seven days a week. Yeah. And then I stepped in, I really stepped in to start helping around when the pandemic started, yeah. you know, March, February, March of, of 2020, because that's when yeah. the shutdown happened and everybody's shopping from home. Um, yeah. And he was just, I mean, he was working at both ends and, you know, still working full time and, um, you know, I'm home with the kids at this point and I had some, you know, I have a couple of side things going on and whatever, yeah. but he was just maxed out. He just, there was no way he could handle um, not only the demand that he was experiencing, but also, um, you know, if we wanted to scale this, if we wanted to grow it, um, right. you know, and it was kind of interesting because it wasn't in 19 that, you know, he kind of had this, um, like he came to a crossroads where he, you know, he kind of was feeling like, I either need to do this and go all in or find something different because, you know, it, I just remember us having conversation of like, I'm not really sure if this is, you know, if this is what we want, because I think at that point he had been spooked a couple of times, like he had gotten some, you know, I don't know, IP complaints on Amazon or, or whatever. Um, and you just, I remember then like thinking like we, you know, we kind of talked through, like we got to either go, go big or go home kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when was it that you got in with legends? So that was the fall of 2019 is when I started legends. Yeah. And that's really what kind of helped me too, because, you know, like she said, I, there was for a while there, cause Amazon used to be really, I mean, you really had to be careful. They could suspend you at any time. Right. You know, it wasn't, it didn't feel very stable to sure. me. Um, so I didn't want to take that risk at that time. Um, sure you know, as far as where we were at financially. Um, So joining Legends and joining, I also joined the um, silent team group as well Mm -hmm. and seeing other people and just kind of hearing their stories and also finding ways that, you know, there's ways out of that, you know, just because if you get suspended, it's not the end of the world. You know, it's, it's something that you can, you can, you know, fix for the most part. Everybody Um, that's gone before you has been there and, Yes. You know, it's important to realize that, that it's not the end of the world. Right? Yeah. I mean, not saying that it couldn't happen, but it's, it's, it's fixable right. for the most part. So yeah. just yeah. learning about that and getting in community, which mm-hmm. I should have done in the first place, um, really helps give me confidence as far as moving forward with it yeah. and seeing that other people are doing it, they're doing mm-hmm. it successfully. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that helped me tremendously. Mm. Yeah. Love it. 
Wow. And then you just, you just quit your job just a few weeks ago, didn't you? Yeah. I wow. guess it's been almost a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So, September 23rd or 22nd. Oh was man. Last, last yeah. day of uh, clocking in, clocking out, working for the man. So. Wow. Yeah. So it was right around when the pandemic started that um, Julia started helping me. Mm-hmm. So um, had some, you know, she was helped me, helping me pack and ship and do all that stuff. And then I ended up hiring somebody and, mm-hmm. you know, as I hired on more people, that's when I was able to scale the way I want to. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like right now I'm kind of at a bottleneck and so I need to hire shoppers and I've got yeah. that going pretty much. Um, I've got one, one going right now. So yeah. get awesome. that and then hopefully get to the next level. Love but we it. Have- we have shoppers that actually, um, I mean, not shoppers, I'm sorry. We have preppers that it was a, a girl that was on maternity leave and wanted, um, you know, desperately wanted to be with her baby. And so they've ended up opening up their own prep center um, and they're rocking and rolling. And so they've been a big source of, you know, um, growth for us. And, and, you know, we've experienced the success we have because we've been able to outsource that part of it and, you know let them live their dream while we're living ours kind of thing. So, and now we don't have inventory all over our dining room, right? We have nice. an actual dining room yes. and <laughs> there are so many years where our dining room is just like, it looks like a warehouse. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. What advice would you give for newer people to getting started? My, I mean, the main thing for me, like I tend to think about things a lot before mm-hmm. I, I act, just mm-hmm. act, just do it. Yeah. You know, just start. That's really the best piece of advice I can give. I mean, you're going to make mistakes. You don't need to research for weeks and weeks and months and months before you start. Yeah. Just do, you know, it, start it, small, start small. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go into debt or, you know, right. put a big investment into it. Just, you don't even have to buy anything really. Love you just it sell stuff from your house. And right. if it doesn't work, no harm done. Yeah. Exactly. And I know that's something that really truly has made a big difference for him. Um, first of all, is the community piece, like he mentioned, mm. um, get yourself in community, you know, yes. find other yes. sellers. There's, there's Facebook groups, there's free ones, but then there's also, you know, the legends group and there's other groups out there that um, you can connect with, to, you know, to go through this business together. Um, don't do it alone. It's, it's hard. It's hard to be an Island. So don't do that. Um, you know, find yourself community right off the bat and uh, really, you know, kind of delve into that. Um, And then also something that I want to mention too, that's always impressed me about Joe. Um, He didn't pay me to say this, (laughs) but you know, he has always been consistent. Yeah. Even if it's a little bit a day, um, you know, he, he's always been good you know, about boundaries. Like he's not, he's not working all the time. He's very, very active with the kids. He's engaged. He's, you know, he's around. Um, I'm going to let her keep talking. That's right. (laughs) Um, But he's been consistent in working his business and that, you know, that has been, I think such a big thing. Um, And also mindset. Like I know we've, we've talked about this previously, but um, you know, when he started shifting his mindset from scarcity to abundance, Um, it's really what shifted the game for us. I feel like, and I, I just encourage people, you know, that are just getting started, you know, stop telling yourself it's hard because it takes work and it takes consistency, but it's not hard. Um, it, it just takes practice just like everything else, you know, like our seven-year-old learning to do a cartwheel, you know, she practiced and practiced and practiced and practiced and now her cartwheel is perfect. And it's the same, it's the same thing, you know, it might 
it might feel daunting at the beginning, but if you jump in and just keep practicing, um, you're going to get better at it. You're going to learn what to look for. It's not hard. It just takes consistency. Wow. That's a lesson right there. Consistency. That's so key. And a lot of prayer. A lot of yes. I'm very grateful for just everything that's happened. And, um, you know, I give God the credit for that. Yes. For sure. I think I want to title this consistency in prayer. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. That's pretty, that's probably a good summary of our, of our last 10 years of, of marriage. So yeah. just putting in the yeah. work, just doing it day after day. It doesn't happen overnight. People give up too quickly. Like I'm not, I'm not a millionaire yet. I've been doing this three days. What's, what's going on. Yeah. And it just doesn't happen that way. You just got to exactly just keep right. doing it, keep learning, yeah. keep growing. Wow. Yeah. So good. Exactly. Love it. Well, guys, thanks so much for being on with me. I appreciate it. it yeah. Fun. Thanks for having us, Ryan. I appreciate it. And Ryan, also, I want to say yeah. thank you too, because your community and just, yeah. I listen to your podcast when I run and it's a, a source of inspiration. So thank oh, you. Well, you're welcome. My pleasure. Love doing it. All right. Thanks guys. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.